0: This is the May 2020 bonus episode of the Master of None podcast, so let's jump right into it. If any of you have been listening to the Master of None podcast for any amount of time, you know that each month we do a bonus episode that has three items. Item number one is a pro tip, number two is a book recommendation, and number three is a challenge for the upcoming month. So sometimes I cook something and I think about it while I'm cooking it and I really want to share it with all of you, but it's not really worthy of a full episode on its own. So now I'm thinking, hey, maybe some of these things that I cook that I'm like, hey, it's pretty easy. Maybe I can just share it with you. Maybe that's a good pro tip for the month. So that's what we're going to do this month. And this month's pro tip is how to make scotch eggs. Now, If you've never had scotch eggs, they are a spectacular breakfast item. And what they are is basically a soft-boiled egg wrapped in breakfast sausage and then either baked or fried. So when it's served, you have this egg-shaped sausage sitting on your plate and you can cut into it and you cut through a layer of breakfast sausage, an egg, and then hopefully Runny yolk all the way in the middle. And it's awesome. So how do we actually make these scotch eggs? Well, the first step is to make soft boiled eggs. And you want like a very soft, soft boiled egg. So how do I do that? Well, guess what? I use my instant pot. Now, why do I use the instant pot? Let me back up. Growing up in Colorado, if I made hard-boiled eggs I always struggled with peeling these hard-boiled eggs and then I would travel to other places around the country and around the world and other people would make hard-boiled eggs and I had no trouble peeling them and I tried to find out the secret to make these magical hard-boiled eggs that you could actually get the shell off of without totally destroying the egg and without taking like 10 or 15 minutes to peel the egg, and it's extremely frustrating, and by the time you're done with it, the egg's all torn up, and then I joined the Coast Guard, and for nine years or so of my life, I had no trouble peeling my hard-boiled eggs, and I didn't know what was going on, like, had I suddenly discovered this magical secret to how to how to make the perfect hard-boiled egg that you could actually peel? And then, after getting out of the Coast Guard, I moved back to Wyoming, living at an altitude of 7,400 feet, and tried making hard-boiled eggs the same way that I had been making them, and guess what? I could not peel them without ripping the egg in half to like pick off the tiniest little bit of shell. So, I finally realized what was going on was that at lower altitude because the vast majority of people in the world live below 1,000 feet of altitude, and I live at about 7,400 feet. What was going on is that at low altitude, when you make hard-boiled eggs, let's say at sea level, your water boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit, 100 degrees Celsius, and it's hot enough... That it causes that membrane between the shell and the egg to kind of like pull apart so that you can just peel the shell off with no problem. At higher altitude, Water boils at a lower temperature because of the lower air pressure. We could really get into the science of how that works, but we're not going to right now. So if you live at higher altitude, your water is actually boiling at a lower temperature. There's nothing you can do to increase the temperature of your boiling water. So you're actually cooking those eggs at maybe 190 degrees, 188 degrees, and it's just not hot enough to, To get the membrane between the shell and the egg to separate to make it easy to peel. Now, I think I actually confirmed this theory when I was in Jericho, which is one of the lowest altitude cities on Earth. And I had some hard boiled eggs, and they were the easiest eggs that I had ever peeled. So being actually below sea level, their water is boiling at a higher temperature. It's boiling at something above 212 degrees Fahrenheit, above 100 degrees Celsius. Enter the pressure canner, pressure cooker. What I now do is I make all of my hard-boiled eggs in my pressure cooker, which basically by pressurizing the inside of the cooker allows for a higher temperature for that boiling water. So when you boil the eggs in the pressure cooker, they're actually cooking at that higher temperature, allowing that membrane between the shell and the egg to pull back even more. And trust me, it makes for the easiest peeling hard-boiled eggs, or soft-boiled eggs for that matter, that you have ever encountered in your entire life. So, if you have an Instant Pot, I'm going to give you the really quick and easy recipe for both hard-boiled and soft-boiled eggs. Super easy. Okay, here's what I do for hard-boiled eggs. For hard-boiled eggs, I set my Instant Pot to high pressure. I I put like however much half an inch of water in the bottom, whatever the minimum amount of water is, so it comes up to the bottom of the little tray. I load the eggs in there. I close it all up. I set it to the high-pressure setting, and I set the timer for four minutes, and I I turn the keep warm setting off. Okay, four minutes on high pressure, followed by a four-minute natural cool-down, Followed by a natural, I'm sorry, by a manual pressure release. So four minutes on high, four minutes of a cool down. Flip the little valve. Let the let the pressure release. As soon as that pressure is all released, the little tab thing drops down to tell you that the pressure is all released. Open the lid and immediately transfer all of those eggs to cold water, and then run them under cold tap water for maybe. I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute just so that they're all chilled down in that cold water. And what that does is, is it stops the cooking process. So that's it for hard-boiled eggs and you will have the most perfect, easiest to peel hard-boiled eggs. In fact, when I take one of these hard-boiled eggs and I like smack it on the counter and kind of like roll it between my hands a couple times to crack the shell and then squeeze it, usually the shell pops off in one piece like literally one piece that's how easy these eggs are to peel okay so what do i do differently for soft boiled eggs in the instant pot so if you have an instant pot follow this procedure if you have some other pressure cooker you're going to have to play around with it a little bit turn the pressure setting down to low so you're on low pressure now your keep warm is still going to be off you are going to cook for one minute, only one minute on low pressure, followed by a one minute natural cool down, release the pressure manually, and get those eggs into cold water immediately. And that will give you the perfect soft-boiled egg. Now, sometimes we like to have soft-boiled eggs just alone for breakfast because it's kind of fun. You take the knife and you like, Whack the top off of the soft boiled egg, execution style. And if I'm being totally honest, each time I do that, I may sing La Marseillaise a little bit in my head. Anyway, so these soft boiled eggs are perfectly cooked. You can kind of whack the top off with a knife and then take a little spoon and spoon out this perfectly cooked soft boiled egg, which is basically like an over easy egg. So it's still runny in the middle. But it's cooked inside the shell, so it's it's fun to like spoon it out of the shell. It makes a great breakfast. That's what you want when you start your Scotch eggs: is these perfectly cooked, soft-boiled eggs. Now, unless you cook them in the pressure cooker, the soft-boiled eggs are going to be very difficult to peel without like breaking them, which you don't want because then the yolk runs out and then that. Totally doesn't work so cook them in your pressure cooker you have these perfectly cooked soft boiled eggs that I just gave you the recipe for how to do it in your instant pot peel them put them in the fridge because the colder you start with these soft boiled eggs the better Um, also as a side note going back to how to get those perfectly cooked soft boiled eggs use refrigerator cold eggs when you're doing that if you use room temperature eggs Even cooking them for just the one minute in the Instant Pot is going to overcook them a little. So, refrigerated eggs, Instant Pot, peel them back in the refrigerator. Now, after you have your refrigerated, soft-boiled eggs ready to go, whether it's the morning that you're making breakfast or brunch or whatever, you know, I'm thinking maybe we should do a whole podcast on how to host a brunch I'm going to write that down for later. Um, So we have these perfectly cooked, peeled, chilled, soft-boiled eggs. What do we do next? To make these scotch eggs, we now have to get them totally wrapped in breakfast sausage. So what I like to do is use one quarter pound of breakfast sausage per egg. So oftentimes breakfast sausage will come in, in either one pound or two pound kind of tubes. So if it's a one pound, you're going to divide that up into quarters. If it's two pounds, you're going to divide it into eighths. Then take that breakfast sausage lump that you have, smash it into a patty, a very thin patty, um, kind of oval shaped, lay your soft boiled egg on that Wrap it around and then you're gonna kind of massage it until it's totally encasing the soft boiled egg. You don't you don't want any egg exposed when you do this. Okay, set those aside in like a glass baking dish or something. After you have all of them done, let's say you're doing let's say you're doing a batch of eight or ten of them, whatever. You have all of them done, set aside, you're good to go. Now, take a couple eggs, beat the eggs and also get some um, breadcrumbs of some sort, whether that's store-bought, store-bought breadcrumbs or homemade breadcrumbs. Any sort of breadcrumbs doesn't really matter. I should back up. Little, little tip here. If you're having trouble getting the sausage to stick to the egg, if you're like this breakfast sausage wants to stick to everything. It wants to stick to my cutting board and my hands and my spatula. It wants to stick to everything except the egg. Go ahead and just roll the egg in a little bit of flour and that will really help the sausage stick to the egg. So just a little tip there. Yeah. Okay. So we have our sausage wrapped eggs and now we're going to take those Roll them in some beaten egg. So I find if I'm doing like 8 or 10 of these, 2 eggs is enough. If I'm doing like, I don't know, 12 to 20 of these, 3 eggs is about about enough. Yeah. So, so take these, just roll them real quickly in that beaten egg. Roll them through the breadcrumbs and put them back in your glass baking dish. No need to grease the baking dish. I haven't had any trouble with these sticking. 375 for 25 minutes, I have found to be just about perfect for getting these cooked. And that's it. So um, partway through the process of prepping everything, or if you're faster at prepping, I guess, preheat your oven before you start, whatever, 375 degrees. I don't know off the top of my head what that is in Celsius. I apologize, but that's it. Um, pull them out of the oven. Let them rest for maybe three to four minutes. And then what I like to do is actually take each of these scotch eggs, which is the the soft-boiled egg encased in this little like breakfast sausage wrapping. Take it, cut it in half lengthwise... And then lay it open to kind of display how perfectly you've cooked this layered sausage egg breakfast masterpiece. So that's kind of how I like to serve them. Now if you need some topping, I would recommend doing some sort of mustard sauce. You could just use the mustard sauce that you get from the supermarket in the the little thing, whatever, squirt some mustard on there. That's kind of boring. You could also make your own mustard sauce real quick. In fact, maybe even like a mustard curry sauce. So I'm thinking just off the top of my head, maybe in a little bowl, I do a couple scoops of mayonnaise, maybe a few squirts of mustard sauce, maybe, I don't know, a couple little spoonfuls of of some sort of curry seasoning, some salt and pepper, some lemon juice might make that really good. Whip that all together and serve that with the scotch eggs, and I guarantee you that is going to be a breakfast winner. Moving on to our book of the month. The book recommendation for this month is The Demon in the Freezer by Richard Preston. Now, this is a book that I read actually quite a few years ago and then reread it because there was so much good information in it. Now, the thing about this book and why I'm recommending it for this month is in the last couple months, I've heard so many people who seem to be such experts suddenly on virology and global pandemic and disease spread and all of this stuff because of the COVID-19 outbreak. And I hear all of these people saying, well, you know, the thing is blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of where like, I just hear static and see red and like, they lose me. Anyway, this book, if you are interested in actually educating yourself about some, uh, topics around virology and epidemiology. It's an outstanding book and it's mostly written around the topic of smallpox and the spread of smallpox and how the world responded to smallpox to basically eradicate smallpox and the threats of future outbreaks of smallpox. But despite the fact that it's smallpox, it will give you a really good kind of basic understanding of of what's actually going on with virology and epidemiology. So that's why I'm recommending that book for this month. And the title, The Demon in the Freezer, actually refers to the samples of smallpox that are still kept in certain secure locations around the world, literally in freezers, and they actually talk about going and looking at some of those samples, and it may be a little shocking to you what those samples actually are. So there's your book recommendation for this month, The Demon in the Freezer by Richard Preston. Finally, our challenge for the month is to learn and practice some sort of survival skill. Now, I am probably going to do some sort of survival skill demonstration this month on an episode of the podcast. And also last month, I did a survival skill demonstration when we slept out overnight when it was 11 degrees below zero with a foot and a half of snow on the ground. But my challenge for you for the month is is to find some survival skill and that could be some some way of obtaining water some way of starting a fire some way of building a shelter some way of emergency communication something like that some any survival skill I want you to identify that skill read about it learn about it maybe it's something that you've been taught before but you've never actually done and then go actually try it out. Now when I'm saying go try it out I would suggest doing that in some sort of controlled environment so you're not actually putting yourself in a survival situation the first time that you're trying out your new survival skill. So whatever that is, controlled situation, learn the skill try it out. This may take a couple attempts also. Like maybe you can't start a fire with two igneous rocks the first time you try, but after a little practice, maybe you figure out your technique and you've got it you've got it dialed in. So, that is about it for the month of May 2020. As a quick recap, your pro tip was how to make scotch eggs. So, Go ahead, try out the scotch eggs, do it twice. Do it once on your family and then invite some friends over for a brunch, make some scotch eggs, make some quiches, make some mimosas, have a big pot of coffee with some Bailey's Irish cream ready to go for the coffee and have an awesome brunch with your friends. Your book recommendation for the month is The Demon in the Freezer by Richard Preston. And finally, your challenge for the month is to learn and practice some survival skill. That's all for this month. I will catch back back up with you next month and we will maybe talk about these. Until then, practice your mastercraft. Bye.